How you hooligans doing? Yeah, I hope you guys had a great turkey day and a holiday weekend. We're back to business. Don't forget to go watch our programming from this past weekend. We talk about the 90s biker compared to today. And guess what? The second half of this episode, you're going to get to hear the audio right here on the Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem Podcast. I'm quite upset, though, today. We have a story, our main story coming up, about a bark getting its license on hold, going through a review process, and Leo, now, mind you, there's more incidences that happen at this bar. Well, guess what? They're saying it's a center of gang activity, and you know why? Because the banditos go there. Also, coming up, we have a video of a takedown after a guy, uh, let's just say, uh, put one in somebody after a hit and run. It was not cool whatsoever. Sad state of affairs. Let's go to it. Okay, we are back. We're going to get right into this business right now. And yes, we do have the wall of shame coming up. And wait till you see that one. I'm telling you, I find the best ones about these cops. And they're bumping on the banditos for this bar. They're freaking crazy. Anyway, let's get it right now. We are going to... uh, Stupid stuff right there. Let me get that out of the way for you. We're going to MSN. uh, Let's see here. Albany, Georgia. W-A-L-B. Albany's Viper Unit Motorcycle Club gives back... The Thanksgiving holiday. Good stuff right here. Good stuff. An organization of Albany is helping families enjoy a meal this Thanksgiving. Albany's Viper Unit Motorcycle Club is celebrating 15 years of giving back by serving boxes filled with food with families to enjoy. Those who say that bikers and motorcycle clubs don't do anything for the community, you're schlucks. Anyway, the Biker Unit Motorcycle Club gathered enough food fit for Thanksgiving Day meal in boxes before distributing them out to the community. Quote, you know that just being out here in the community, there are a lot of families in need. And during this time of year... We just try to do what we can to show our support for the needy, said president of Viper Unit Motorcycle Club, Marvin Thomas. Quote, yes, it's going, it's an ongoing effort throughout the membership that I have here. We do fundraisers such as a car wash, barbecue plate sales, things of that nature too, and help money. And then a lot of members donate money and things out of their pocket to out of their household funds. Rock and roll, man, right there's what I am talking about. 
quote, you see the great men and women standing behind me that they know people and I know people throughout churches or what have you that we go to and visit and we bring back those names and we take those names and we go out and go prepare those baskets. Congratulations out there, man. That is awesome. Again, that is Albany's Viper Unit Motorcycle Club. Now, this schluck. Fatal crash gets man six years. Biker gave him middle finger. Yeah, just gave him middle middle finger. Prosecutors say a man who caused a motorcyclist to crash and die after the biker gave him the middle finger has agreed to a deal to spend six years in prison. So basically, this schluck ran somebody off the road just because they gave him a finger, and all he gets is six years in prison. You know what? You call that justice? My God. Investigators say after the gesture, uh, 45-year-old Joseph Anthony Rufo passed the biker on U.S. Highway 21 near Rock Hill in July of 2019. He swerved in front of him, slammed on his brakes. Authorities say 25-year-old Dedrick Strain died on his motorcycle, hit Rufo's truck, and his body then slammed into a guardrail. He was originally charged with murder, but took a plea deal to voluntary manslaughter. You know, <laughs> Hollywood's upset at this one right now. You know what? That is just, oh, originally for murder and you put it down to invent an involuntary. The kid was 25 years old. At least give this guy the difference between 25 and 45 or whatever he was that year's because that's what the kids are going to miss because of him. I'm freaking real, man. Uh, let's see here. Here's our main story. Lawsuit shows connection between recent Cincinnati street shooting and rockin' cigar bar and grill. This is the one I was talking about. Let's see here. Lawsuit brought by the El Paso County Attorney's Office sheds light on a shooting in the Cincinnati Entertainment District last weekend. KTSM 9 News investigative reporter Aaron Montes has more. Shelby, a lawsuit against the Rockin' Cigar Bar indicates that an altercation began inside of the bar and then spilled outside last Saturday night. A civil lawsuit filed by the El Paso County Attorney's Office on Tuesday kept the Rockin' Cigar Bar closed on Wednesday and for an indefinite time. And one of those reasons points to an incident last Saturday night when police... Make sure this is working for you guys. Yeah, it is. A 20-year-old individual in the military who said he had been drinking at the bar, New Mike. according to court documents, he told police a physical altercation occurred inside and carried on outside where someone was shot. It's not the first time such an event has happened, according to court documents, and the lawsuit cites various scenarios involving violence since 2018. Now, there is supposed to be a hearing held very soon about whether... So, there you have it. And going down here... A review of calls to the Rockin' Cigar Bar show out of 111 calls for service between February 1st and November 18th of 21, 57 were made to the El Paso Police Department. Eight calls were made for the fire department. 
And then we go down and see here, there are various references to assaults and fights started in the bar listed in the lawsuit. Law enforcement says the bar is frequently visited by the Banditos Motorcycle Club and an organization identified for being involved in gang activity. So out of all those documented incidences, that's what you come up with. My God, these people. Anyway, big one here. Girl tried to kill me. Biker tells police after shooting librarian accused of pointing a gun at him. Let's get the story before the video. Police in Orange City uh, believe a woman intentionally hit a motorcyclist and took off before being shot and killed. Investigators say the motorcyclist and several witnesses followed her home and there there was then a confrontation in her front yard. Police say 36-year-old Sarah Nicole or Nicole Morales had the intent to hit a motorcyclist on Volusia Avenue after some kind of incident and then took off. The motorcyclist was not seriously hurt. He then followed her along with several witnesses to the hit and run, and one of those witnesses called 911. Well, the lady just took off and left. What kind of vehicle was it? It's a blue Kia, the caller, uh, caller said. Now, police say Morales ran inside and came back out with a gun when they got there. On the call, you can hear Morales briefly yelling at the motorcyclist and then gunshots. According to police, multiple guns or multiple shots were allegedly fired at Morales by the hit and run motorcycle victim after he claimed she pointed a gun at him. Why did he sh why did he shoot her? The operator asked because she pulled a gun out on him. The caller replied. As of now, he's not facing any charges, but this is the incident okay. right here. That girl tried to kill me. She pointed. OK. All right. Just relax. It's a gun to the left. OK. Kill me. Relax. This officer's going to come around. I'm so sorry. Relax. I'm not moving. I'm not OK. Moving. You're good. Please. I'm not moving. I'm so sorry. She tried to kill me. And those other people are armed, too. They had guns, too. Give me and there you see the takedown right there if you're on the radio you can come back to see it we'll give our thoughts in a second now while a shame new jersey police officer allegedly fatally strikes nurse leaves come back to get the body and two others are arrested oh so that's murder stuff you blame on clubs all the time i get it an off-duty Newark police officer was arrested and faces several charges after he allegedly fatally struck a Bergen County nurse, put the victim into his car, then returned to the scene with the body in New Jersey earlier this month. Luis Santiago faces several charges, including vehicular homicide for striking a pedestrian on the Garden State Parkway, leaving the scene, then coming back and putting the victim in the car before returning to the scene with the dead body. You crazy ass. Uh, the preliminary investigation determined that around 3 a.m. on November 1st, the 25-year-old was traveling north on the Garden Start, uh, State Parkway near exit 151 when he drove onto the right shoulder of the parkway, striking 29-year-old Damien D'Amica, a nurse. 
I wonder if you guys are going to give him vehicular homicide or manslaughter. Just wondering. Is he going to take six years? Idiots. Uh, neither Santiago nor his passenger, 25-year-old Albert Guzman, called 911 or rendered aid, according to officials. However, they returned to the scene several times before Santiago allegedly loaded D'Amica's body into the vehicle and removed him from the scene. Yes, all these stories are down in the description box for you guys to check out. I wonder how these cases are going to be dealt with. Is he going to get six years like the dude that killed a motorcyclist on uh, purpose for giving a finger? How much you want to bet they'll be handled differently? You got the one cop that actually went back and forth to get the body. But guaranteed. It'd be handled different as far as the one where we showed you that video of the guy being taken down, uh, arrested. I can see following her. Or maybe it was her fault for coming out with a gun. But. They should have been a hit and run instead. She died for being stupid, pulling a gun on somebody. Don't pull a gun on anybody. Unless you're going to use that sucker and shoot and not hesitate. Sad state of affairs, something like that, where the motorcyclist could have died in a hidden in that hit and run. Luckily, he didn't. But unfortunately, somebody else did die. I don't know. I don't know, man. You got to be careful out there. Not only bikers and motorcyclists, but everybody. Because people are freaking crazy nowadays. Freaking crazy. The stuff that happens in this country, in this world, is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. No morality, no nothing left anymore. Terrible state of affairs. Anyway, guys, uh... We're going to go over to the second half of the show. We're going to be all over Spotify, iTunes, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Get on to it. Also, Insane Throttle TV, download that Roco app. And we're going to be available on Amazon Fire TV real soon. couple days. Also, you can listen to 24-7 Rock and Roll over on the Insane Throttle radio app on Google Play. We are working on the Apple one. Rock and Roll. I'll see you on the flip side. To the extent that pending criminal matters are discussed on this website or YouTube channel, all such charges are merely accusations and all defendants are presumed innocent until and unless proven guilty in a court of law. Download the Insane Toronto Radio app and listen to the hottest modern rock on the planet. No commercials at all. Just hard rock and roll, baby. Download the Insane Throttle Radio app for Android now on Google Play. Rock on!
Listen in the Shaggy's video today. And again, he put one out. He did he actually figured out how to do a live video session. That is awesome. Congrats, man. He went back to school to learn how to do. No, I'm just kidding. Uh he did uh do a live. One thing that caught my attention was his argument that. This is the place where you reach people now. I have to agree. I do have to agree and get out of, you know, the 90s thinking, if you will. A lot of things were different back then. I consider more fun than it is today. A lot of people nowadays are like tight ass and stuff like that. They don't understand how to have some fun in life. Boy, did we know how to have fun back then. Uh, You can uh, ask China now that one, man. Uh, Yeah, she lives through some hell with that. The way men looked at women back in that time period is 
a lot different than we look at them now. You got to remember the 90s biker was brought up by the Vietnam air biker. We're talking those were some hardcore boys right there. Hardcore boys. A lot of what they taught us was you had to be a man. And how you be a man was you had to make sure that you asserted your dominance, if you will. It wasn't until I'd have to say, I don't know, mid-2000s that you finally started to see women riding motorcycles more. Actually, I got to confess, I do. It wasn't for the last couple years that I finally got over the fact that a woman would ride a motorcycle. Because before then, we would look at them a whole different way. Now, you guys that are my age and older understand what I'm talking about. Uh, They were of the uh, male testosterone type, if you will, uh, the women that used to ride back in the 90s because it was unheard of. Being a biker was a man's world. It still is to some extent today but not as much as it was it those days yeah not as much as it was you never seen a woman hardly riding a motorcycle they were always in the back your place basically as a woman in the 90s was get in the corner shut up we don't want to hear from you all you do is cause problems other than that it's good if you get on your knees just saying that's the way we looked i guess the male species has evolved since then now it's more of a partnership and i'm not saying you know the regular squares uh you know the regular civilian life wasn't like that i'm talking a just specifically the biker life. That's how we thought. That was the time when it was not cool to be a biker. Oh, hell no. It was not cool whatsoever back then to be a biker. You were looked upon as trash. The cops hated you more so then than they do, you know, now, because one thing I never understood and I had to wrap my head around this to get a grasp is you always had that straight line. And you've heard of me talk about this on my stuff. You had a straight line. You never crossed the line over to supporting the blue badge. Cause quite frankly, what they used to do back then was pull you over. You didn't have to have a patch by the way. They would pull you over and throw your ass in the dirt. And next thing you know, they're running this, they're running that. They're getting all freaking uh, handsy on you. Then 1994 came. And that is the year that we call the rub invasion. Before then, you want to talk about the price of Harleys, it was a lot cheaper. 
everybody could afford a Harley. Then 94 came in. And then what happened was Harley, it's kind of like what they're doing today. They're restricting the inventory at the dealership. So the price of the bike goes up. Harley's pushing a lot of CVOs right now. Well, back then, it had to do with, well, the fat boy came out because of that Terminator film. You had a lot of influx from those that had money, and Harley Davidson seen an opportunity at that point in time to say, well, you nasty-ass bikers, you've already served your worth. We wrote off your image. We made the company off your backs. But now it's time to say, see you later. Goodbye. We don't need you. That happened in 94. There was, and that's where rubs and all that started to come from. Anyway, they were not a huge part of the scene at that point in time. You still had your snaggly ass, dirty shirt, dirty pants, greasy beard biker. Still running the things and how things used to be. Now you're talking about how a rally was in the 1990s compared to today. Oh boy. I wish you guys could take a time machine. I really do. I wish you could take a time machine back then and seeing how rallies really were. I can guarantee you that there were no painted titties at them rallies. There was actually a lot more that was happening at them rallies. It was freewheeling. If you ever seen the old uh, Iron Horse Outlaw Biker mags or rags, whatever you want to call them, you would see the debauchery that was going on at them rallies. And that's why I was kind of surprised when they canceled Easy Riders in Chillicotti because it was a lot more worse decades ago than it is today. But that's because of a tight-ass sheriff who wants to be a prick and show the size of his pecker. That's why it was canceled. Because, again, it was a lot worse. We There used to be some partying. The major rallies weren't as big because we would all stay local. We'd stay in the woods, party all weekend. And that's kind of why Insane Throttle started the Rumble in the Woods for the Insane Throttle members. So you can have your harken back to that time where it was cheap. You weren't spending, you know, two weeks worth of pay on a rally to sponsors who really didn't care about you. That's kind of why we did it was just for that reason alone. And the next rumble in the woods I'm thinking is in uh, September, September, brain fart there our first rally that we're going to be doing is the a bait of iowa freedom rally uh that's uh june 30th through the 2nd i encourage all you guys uh, to come out there and see a party it's on private land it's 21 and up all kinds of biker gangs or not gangs games happen in my fault boy am i gonna get a freaking emails i hate on that one 
Anyway, <laughs> Algonia, it's supposed to be a real good rally. Uh, we're going to have a creator's roundtable there. We're going to have uh, independent riders going to be there. Everybody, I think, is going to be there. Uh, Shaggy, as of now, is going to be there. We're going to have Black Dragon up there. It's going to be a whole, you know, good experience. So make sure you get up there. So let's get back to the way everybody thought back then. Actually, it would be a foreign idea to people now of how everything was thought of. Because what happened was there's a flip from the dirty, grungy biker to the fashion, you know, conscience to, you know, the PC type of mind thinking that there is today. And that flip, I would have to say, was around 2007, 2008. We all know happened at that time. Then, boom, everything got thrown out of whack. At the same time, women started entering in and changing the dynamic, the way everybody thought of how things were supposed to be done. And you got now. And you wonder where all the fun is gone. Y you really do. You wonder where all the fun is gone. And one of the things that Ed just put in the comment section, the biggest difference is technology. Technology showed the world hidden lifestyles, which brought it to the attention of Normie and made them pay attention to help fix the life of those very well said right there like i said i listened to shaggy's thing today where he talked about this is where you reach the new up-and-coming biker if you will and he's right because if you look at society as a whole right now Kids don't leave their bedrooms. Kids don't get off an Xbox. And kids sure to hell don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to communicate in person. So by that thinking, yes, this is the perfect platform to get a hold of them. Which does present a problem. Us older guys, one thing we believed in was your word. Your word translated to the amount of honor you had and so on. See, that was my downfall now was trusting the word of somebody and that whole debacle with uh, what's her name uh, happened with uh, National Geographic. It's not taken that serious nowadays because most of the time you're talking over Facebook messenger, you're talking over text. So you don't see that person in front of you. And what they're going to think is, well, wait a second, you know, who cares? We were talking on messenger. We were talking on text. I don't have to do what I said I'm going to do. That wasn't the way back then. Oh, hell no. When you gave your words, you did it. You stuck to it. 
there was no way around doing what you were supposed to do. It ain't like that. And I I love and, you know, somewhat I have to agree. Because you have a lot of people that say, hey, man, you got to come into the 21st century. Okay, cool. It is what it is. But at the same time, don't you think you should have a basic foundation as a man? Meaning, if you give your word, do it. Or if you screw up, admit it and apologize for it. That right there is, see, that's foreign, not, I could never do that. If I screwed up and I can't and admit it, that's messed up. Because, you know, I've screwed up this past year in stories. So you admit it, take responsibility for it. But at the same time, I see a lot of other creators knowing damn well what's going on in the background, not admit it. So I chalk it up to, okay, different generation. But is it right to have to make excuses for people just because you're supposed to come into the 21st century? No. I thought that was a basic premises of being a man was knowing how to back your word, back who you are as a person. One thing that's really been lost on a lot of people. I blame that on my generation. At least the Vietnam generation taught us that very simple fact. Our generation didn't pass crap down to the younger ones, and we wonder what's going on. But going back to what Ed said with the technology, we're actually seeing where my age demographic on Insane Throttle is usually 35 to over 60. That's mid-middle age and up in years. I don't have much, maybe 2% of the audience is below 35 and that is concerning and i can see why motorcycle manufacturers are having such a hard time do i make you horny baby oh my gosh the music just turns me on get in the mood now by downloading the insane throttle radio app from google play for android now rock on Because they do have to break through to these younger ones to get them to buy their products. But how do you do that is the question. Yes, I see creators being brand ambassadors, which is great stuff because that's really how they're going to be able to reach them is on YouTube or on Instagram. So they do have a big problem there. I'm getting covered here. I'll read this. Vern, men were men, women were women, and people on scoots didn't call themselves or each other bikers. This was all created by the citizens, the label. Then motorcycles became and ruined the scene. Huh. Interesting. (laughs) Everything's interesting. Uh, the left sees bikers as a threat because it teaches you how to be a man, not a soy boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you ever go on the morning hoop in the mornings, you can see some of my ideology come out. And boy, do I feel for China now a lot because my ideology does come. You know, it's a hey, wait a second, you're a woman. What are you trying to put? One thing that always aggravated me, and I think it aggravates me still to today, is when a woman tells a man what's up. It's foreign to me, as it should be a lot of men, is you're supposed to be wearing the pants. What are you doing? So respect is another thing that really lacks with people nowadays. You got to have respect for yourself. I get it. You're in love. Cool. But there was rules when you left the house that a woman understood. It ain't like that no more. Uh, young folks ain't in the bikes. Well, Brian, you're entirely correct there. A lot of them aren't. Well, unless you're playing GTA 5, you know, they play biker on that. But going back to respect, it's almost, again, a foreign word to a lot of people. When you left the house with the woman, they knew their place. They knew when to talk, and I'm talking independence, man. Again, I ain't talking about club stuff. If you want to hear about club stuff, go to Shaggy, go to Black Dragon. You'll hear it on Biker News with me in a new sense. Other than that, when I talk, it's independent stuff. Even at the rallies, they knew how to act. Because when you're at rallies, there's a lot of drinking, there's a lot of smoking, there's a lot of stuff going on. You're there to have fun, and you don't want to watch your back because your old lady's shoving her uh, tits in somebody's face. Because next thing you know, you're into some crap right there. So, yeah, they knew the boundaries. Today, not so much, though, I don't think. You see, I've seen anyway, some stuff that actually blows your mind where you'll have an old lady going around shoving her tits in everybody's face, hanging on them. And then next thing you know, you're looking like a schmuck because your old lady's about to turn tricks for free. At least back then, if that was happening, at least you would have got paid for them tricks. Not now. It's not happening. Not now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. By the way, the process will be on tomorrow's show what's up geo he has a youtube channel he's just getting uh started so he's gonna be able to get in on this conversation uh i have guys in their 50s upper 50s coming on the show and again they're gonna give their thoughts on what they think the difference is because they might have went to the you know came from the 80s there or they might have came from the 70s there But one thing I think is important is everybody's talking about this new school stuff. Well, take some of the old traditions with you. Like one, the top thing, honor your word. 
it's always funny when you see people sign stuff L and R or LLR. And it's like, even that has become just like the word brother. Everybody calls somebody that here's my suggestion for you is call him Homer. I call everybody Homer because brother is supposed to be reserved for those you're very close to. It ain't about hey brother. What's up on the internet? No, it's, Hey, what's up Homer? That's what I do. <laughs> uh, Yammer hammer Sturgis 50th was the end of the culture. Oh my God. The stories we used to hear out of easy riders, uh biker rag outlaw biker about Sturgis. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the pictures they used to print. Now, Easy Riders is supposed to be coming out with the original version December 1st. We'll see how it, you know, it goes. I think they learned their lesson about turning their backs on your core customers and your readers. So, again, we'll see how that goes. And that's one of the things that were different than was we didn't have the internet for news. All our news came from Easy Riders, or it came from Outlaw Biker. It came from magazines where you actually had to go to the 7-Eleven, and you had to drop five bucks down to get the magazine. And that's where you would learn about the bike builds, the different events that were happening. And it's kind of sad because them formats are really cool where easy riders, for example, you had your David Mann spreads. Every old biker had it on his garage. Internet, you can't do that cool stuff, man. You really can't. You can't do that stuff. Let's take out a spread of a hot chick with some big tits and put it on the garage. That's one thing I miss for these new kids, man. I really miss it for them is that kind of joy. The working on the bikes together after a hard day's work was another fun deal or going out and partying. There used to be a place where I was at and we all lived together, you know, different apartments, but we were all there. It was like a 24 seven party. And there was a creek in back. Every night after work, you'd see us out there burning wood, getting high, drinking, having fun, not having a care in the world. Yeah, you have to get your responsibilities done. But after that, man, it was you lived a life 24-7. I was actually blessed where... I learned tattooing early on in my uh, deal. And I was a tattoo artist. Own shops, stuff like that. So I was blessed to be around the lifestyle. See, 90s, it was still going to the shop, pick whatever you want off the wall, we'll tattoo it and get the hell out of here. Hell, we were still smoking in the shop until hell. 2008 or something like that still smoking up lighting up because the only people that got tattoos back then were bikers convicts 
military. It wasn't mainstream like it is today. I have to say, I have to admit, the kids that tattoo nowadays, they throw down, man. But back then, all we were were glorified uh, Xerox copyright machines or whatever it is. Because you just pick it off the wall, throw the stencil on, do your thing, get the hell out of here. My first one was, it had to be 1988. I got my first tat, underage, of course, brought in to see Ray. Ray's tattoo out of Elgin. He was a member of the Two Deuces. Hardcore biker club that eventually went wheelman and then to the 1% club. But I was exposed to it at real early age. So I got the tattoo, made my deal, then moved up in different businesses. So it's always been a 24-7 thing with me. And now I'm blessed because you guys, I'm able to do this all the time. I think that if you brought back and taught kids that are coming up about honor, about loyalty, about respect, you could have everything that we had, but better. Hell, you guys got cell phones. When our ass broke down, we got on our walking boots and walked 10 miles to a damn payphone. That was one thing I don't miss. Breaking down and hitting the payphone 10, 15 miles away because you were going to probably send your old lady because I wouldn't freaking leave my bike. And you had to be there. It was a whole day event if you couldn't fix it yourself. Hell, I feel sorry for those that uh, break down now with these 2021s with all this damn electronics. Outlaw Preacher, I miss the bike game, slow races, hill climbing. The events revolved around bikes. I was a teenager, but it hooked me. You're gonna see you're gonna see uh, some uh, biker games over at Algonia at the Freedom Fest party in Iowa. You'll see that stuff. I am kind of disappointed the hill climbs ain't around like they used to be. Uh, those were always cool. You made a big weekend out of those events, and it wasn't about all the money. It was throw your rack, and a lot of people probably guarantee anybody under 30 don't know what rack means. You threw your rack, you slept next to your bike, you got up, you partied, you got drunk again the next day. And in the meantime, you're hoping for a lot of loving from the honeys. If you were lucky and you weren't ugly, you probably got two or three that weekend. And if you were real lucky, you got them at the same time. Just saying. <laughs> uh, little Paul, it was taken away for your safety. What was for my safety? Let me know that. Yeah, we didn't wear, worry much about safety either, man. Y you guys, I was talking to China Dow the other day, and she said, you can't even ride a bicycle without a helmet now. 
And it's true. You see these 40-year-olds running around with these goofy-looking shorts, wearing these goofy-looking helmets on a bicycle. That wasn't us, man. We survived the 1980s, man. We used to put plywood, have one of our friends hold it, and jump on our bicycles. <laughs> uh, during the Freedom Rally just south, uh, where is this? Uh, of there, the humbled Harley drags. Rock on. Rock on, man. I have to go see that. Uh, I know Iowa's some good riding. I've been up to, uh, what is it, uh, Duluth or Des Moines, something like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember squares being 50 cents. I remember when uh, packs were $1.10. Uh, back then, uh, let's see here. Back then, working on a bike meant getting greasy, tweaking a shovel head for more power or speed meant taking something apart. You adjusted valves, timing gap. Now you download the upgrades. Oh, my God. You know what? Here's something you do. And Shaggy brought this up. It is the oldest trick in the book. Take some points and show them to somebody that is like 20, 21 years old. Just take the points and ask them what it is. I guarantee you they're not going to know what them are. Hell, if you handed them a carburetor, they probably wouldn't know what it is, and they sure to hell probably wouldn't know how to build one or rebuild a carburetor. Hell, it was just uh, recently, uh, two years ago, I finally got over the carburetor crap, got the fuel injection on the boulevard and when i went and got the dyna i said hell yeah give me that fuel injection i don't know what i'm missing here i don't know what the hell was wrong with me and then i went and got uh, a helmet with one of them intercoms with the radio i was like damn man these guys have it going on the problem is i still because i used to be like uh yeah i'm not gonna ride with a, a stereo what the hell are you riding with the stereo for uh yeah listen to music's pretty cool i learned my lesson there i still don't understand why you guys on baggers are spending five six thousand dollars on these stereo systems for the rest of the world to hear i get it i get it it's a craze among you know people now but come on five thousand on a pair of freaking speakers and an amp something's wrong with you guys i could imagine putting you guys on an old, say, well, shovelhead or an ironhead, a chopper, a hard, uh, hardtail, uh, and you guys wouldn't know what to do, man. You wouldn't know what to do. Now, turn around like the old fellas did and ride them damn bikes a thousand miles in a day. You want to talk about iron, bud? Try to add on a hardtail. Uh, let's see here. Jim Grady at Angry Boomer. Yeah, number one reason I could never ride on an electric bike. I love the grease, smell of gas, exhaust, and the noise of all the springs and leather. Hell yeah, man. Well, you forgot to add in there to smell a taco, if you know what I mean. Pink taco. As long as it don't smell too much like tuna, that's where you have to do that finger test and stuff, you're good. Uh, other than that, 
stay away from it, man. It's probably got some letters that uh, never leave you. Uh, seriously, it'll never leave you. <laughs> and women knew how to treat a man. I think I'll end with that. Women knew how to treat a men back then. They took care of them like they were the kings, like they should be treated. Men are the kings of the castle. Point blank. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you want to be a queen, you better know how to treat a guy like a king. Because if you don't, you ain't no queen. Inside is was the women's chores. That's what we believe. Outside were the men. Unless you're picking up dog crap, then, hey, you do that, too, because I ain't doing that crap. Ain't happening. I'm just saying. Uh, Silver Ghost used to call the hardtails kidney uh, flippers for a reason. <laughs> we called them kidney busters, but you got that right. <laughs> uh, Maximum Overdrive. I'll take a couple of your questions. Not knocking them, but I don't run a stereo on my bike. Just another distraction I don't need. A lot of, uh, I have to agree, man. It is kind of distracting. Uh, but at the same time, it's pretty cool if it's lower. Uh, like I said, on tomorrow's Independent Riders at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, or if you missed it, you can replay it just like this one. We'll have J-Man on. We'll have Dark Soul on. Uh, Bedlam, Star, And we're going to go more in-depth uh, you know, with this subject, what their thoughts are. Because they're from different parts of the country. Hey, we might have looked at something from a Midwest star, uh, standpoint. But what about the East Coast? What about the West Coast? What about the South? What about the Southwest? How did all them look at it? And I think that's what a good roundtable is going to be uh, about. Not Black Dragons, ours. Is get into different perspectives. Say like... Well, wait, uh, wait a second. Did you guys think the same way we thought about women here in the Midwest back then? Uh, what do you think about a woman trying to be an equal with a man? You know, those are going to be topics that we're going to be bringing up uh, tomorrow. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, let's see here. I still will not run a windshield outlaw preacher that's sns or sSw custom sewing rock and roll me i i got over that i think as you age you say screw this man i put in all the miles in the winter i've rode in the uh snow i've rode where it felt like it's below zero i done all the camping on the side of the bike on the ground Hell no, man. You get older, man. Your bones start crickling and cracking and doing all kinds of stuff. And you're like, damn, man, what is that? Did I break another kneecap or something? Uh-uh. I earned my rust. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, Geo, my man. For King Rides, I use a detachable shield. Rock on. Rock on. What do you guys think about windshields and stuff? Uh, let me know in the comment section. Don't forget that we uh, give us some help on Instagram. Get us the 10,000 followers. Uh, that would be cool if you to do that. I just put the link in the, the comment section and all that good stuff. Uh, let's see here. 
bikes were not as powerful as ca- or capable. That's one thing I really like about now is the dependability of a Harley has gotten a lot better. Uh, they don't piss and leave their marks hardly anymore if you take care of them anyway, like uh, the old shovels and the old irons did. Personally, I believe the Evo is the best engine that Harley made. You guys might disagree. Might go panhead, knuckle, uh, the nostalgic stuff. I think it was the Evo. There's nothing worse than that. I had that with my, because my first bike was a 77 Bonneville. And I couldn't stand when walking out there and seeing oil. Now you hardly don't see that except for the old stuff. And I think, uh, <laughs> hold on a second. Rule business today. My 42-year-old Ironhead was never had a windshield. Riding her the last 20 years, man. To kick ass, man. Kick ass. That's awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Anyway, guys, again, watch us uh, tomorrow. You'll get more insight how you doing, Cliff? You'll get more insight and all that stuff from the older guys than me on what they think about the difference between the generations are. A lot of good, uh, cool conversation. That you guys enjoy the rest of your night, man. Happy that you guys came aboard. I know it was a last-minute deal. Eh, it's better than sitting around doing nothing, right? <laughs> anyway, guys, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Rock on. Add the Insane Throttle TV app on roco now get content not seen on our other platforms no censorship no pc only biker fun and entertainment it's hardcore again go over to roco tv and add the insane throttle tv app now